0: This is the Washington Health Report. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. I'd like to welcome Dr. Christine Castle, President of the American Board of Internal Medicine, to the program. Dr. Castle was one of the authors of a new national healthcare scorecard. The scorecard found important problems in U.S. healthcare and important opportunities for change. Dr. Castle will talk to us about the role of physicians and other healthcare professionals in making those changes that could make U.S. healthcare much better. Thanks for being here, Dr. Castle.
1: You're welcome, Paul. It's a pleasure.
0: So tell us a little bit, how did you get involved with this national health care scorecard, and what was your role?
1: Actually honored and privileged to be a member of the Commission on a High-Performance Health System, supported by the Commonwealth Fund. The commission has been underway for almost a year and a half now and agreed as part of our work that we would, as we're looking to try to see how the U.S. healthcare system can perform better, given how much money it's costing all of us, employers, purchasers, and consumers alike, that we would bring together all the relevant data that we could find and create a scorecard that we could look at every year for at least five years to see What are the targets for change? Where are the opportunities for improvement?
0: This was the first, and and this will continue for four more years?
1: That's right. This was the first of those reports.
0: This kind of thing had never been done before in quite this way?
1: Not in quite this way. The United States government supports a report that comes out of the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality every year for about the last three years or so, and it is a much more detailed and massive assessment of U.S.-based data, but what it doesn't do is give you comparative targets, and let me give you a couple of examples. In all of the arenas that the Commission's work focused on, such as equity, efficiency, timeliness of care, quality of care, we Compared high performing areas of the country with the average or with low performing areas of the country. And so we were able to see what's possible in a, in a place in the United States that gets very good scores. And so that's, I think, one of the unique advantages that this scorecard will contribute as leaders of healthcare institutions and professional groups around the country look at this and say, this is achievable in this part of the country. Why am I not getting these results where I live?
0: I'm interested in your perspective as a physician. Many of our listeners are physicians. What did you think? What, is, what does the news mean for physicians? What did you think were some of the most important uh, pieces of bad news and even uh, good news, if there were some?
1: The good news, frankly, is that we now are beginning in a systematic way to measure all of these things. There, It is a tenet, a central tenet of quality improvement science that you can't improve what you don't measure. So now finally we are measuring the quality of care that we provide and beginning to understand more fully all of the complex issues that drive our ability either to get good results or not so that we can change them. So I think that's to my mind the best news and related to that is a very important message For physicians who are in practice caring for patients. That is, learn to measure what you do. Interestingly, most physicians have not been taught measurement science, don't really have systems in their office or in their practice that allow them to say, how many of my hypertensive patients have their blood pressure under control? Seems like a simple question to ask, and yet, except in a few large multi-specialty group practices that have the information technology to do that, most physicians can't give you that answer in any reliable way.
0: And that's partly because they're, many are still relying on paper records?
1: Because Well, part of it is because they're relying on paper records, and part, but part of it is just because nobody asked them and they haven't thought about their practice that way. They think about the patient who comes in to see you, and you do absolutely the best you can to take care of that patient, but you don't have a feedback loop to kind of look at the denominator, look at all of your patients and consider yourself responsible in a way For managing the care of a population. It's a very important concept. Now, of course, having electronic records makes that job much easier, and I 100% support all of the efforts nationally and regionally to help physicians get electronic records in their offices. But even if they don't have that, there are ways that they can begin to do this. Let me tell you a couple of them. One is to work through their specialty certifying boards, such as our board, the American Board of Internal Medicine, which as part of maintenance of certification now, which physicians have to go through every seven to 10 years to maintain their board certification, they are required to evaluate the performance of their practice. And that's a new requirement. And it means that Many of the boards, like ours, have internet based tools where you can enter data from your chart or have someone in your office do that, and then we will give you back a scorecard.
0: I mean this is something that that could be done without putting an undue either undue financial burden or or just a time additional time pressure on people who are already probably maxed out.
1: Well, that's right. Now I'm very aware of how under what kind of pressure and how much record keeping and bureaucracy physicians are faced with in their practice and that's why in maintenance of certification, we try to reduce the burden of redundant measurement and make the data that physicians collect to report to us for board certification also relevant to the other data reporting requirements that increasingly they're having for accrediting themselves with health plans and hospitals, for reporting for pay for performance and other kinds of programs that insurance companies may have. So it's kind of if you collect the data once, you can use it for these multiple purposes. So, yes, it does take time and effort. But interestingly, what we hear back from physicians who've done this for our requirements is that, while initially they were resistant because they knew it would take time to do it. Once they've done it, they actually discover that there are things that they thought they were doing just fine that maybe they aren't doing as well as they thought and they're grateful because then they know that they need to design some plan to improve it.
0: I'm Paul Rayburn we're talking to Dr. Christine Castle president of the American Board of Internal Medicine. The healthcare scorecard finds all kinds of problems with US healthcare system and sometimes in some quarters there's a tendency to point the finger at physicians and so uh, does the scorecard do
1: that? I hope not. Um, You know, our profession really is dedicated to trying to do the right thing for patients, but we haven't had the tools to do that, and I think we're moving to a situation where now that's going to happen. The other thing that this scorecard, along with the Institute of Medicine reports, has pointed out is that most of the time, the doctors, the nurses, and everyone's involved with patients is trying to do the right thing and working with knowledge that is up to date But the systems of care aren't in place to help them understand what they need to do better. The best example of that is care coordination, where the scorecard showed that Americans are much more likely to have to go to an emergency room to get care after hours or on the weekends than people in any other country, which is a terrible inefficiency plus a chance for errors to occur because they don't have all your medical records. And we haven't organized our country around a system of primary care and a a system that's organized around primary care would have a responsibility for having capability to respond to patients' needs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I'm not absolving physicians from total responsibility for this, but I'm saying physicians as well as administrators, health plans, everyone involved needs to figure out how to be better coordinators of care.
0: For about seven years, I was a science editor at Businessweek, and during that seven years, I think we I was forced to change health plans at least four times that I can remember. I had four different primary care doctors, so they all seemed like great folks, but it would have been pointless for them to establish better record-keeping and so forth because I, I kept disappearing on them, not because of my choice or theirs.
1: Right, and you know, every single one of those doctors, every time you have a new health plan and they have to prescribe a medicine for you, they then have to sort out Does this health plan cover that Form of the medication, where the other one covered another form. This is really a lot of work for doctors in their offices. Makes them less efficient and less able, frankly, to spend time talking with you, which is what most patients feel they're missing from their doctors.
0: In addition to these issues about record keeping and and preventive care and keeping track of hypertension and and so forth, with the with the limits placed on doctors and nurses and their staffs and the other folks that uh, professionals that they work with, how much? Much opportunity do they really have to initiate change in some of the directions that that you would like to see them go?
1: They have more opportunity, I think, than we or probably even most of them realize. We did a study of 35 small physician practices throughout the country who have on their own developed innovative approaches to measuring what they do and improving quality of care. Many of them do not even have automated medical records. Some of them do, but they find things like, proactive record-keeping, things like reminder systems, things like open access scheduling for patients, many different approaches that actually can change how you think about the flow of patients in your office, using email and phone organizers as ways of trying to get answers to patients so they don't have to come to the office all the time and leave you free to take care of the people who really do need to be examined in your office.
0: Efficiency helps everybody, the doctors, the patients, the entire system so that if doctors are able to deal with small things more quickly, they've got more time to monitor their hypertensive patients.
1: Right. And let me just put in a pitch here for the fact that quality improvement science is a knowledge base that doctors can learn and that many medical specialty societies, like the American College of Physicians, are beginning to have courses offered for their members to learn some of these approaches the same way people in business schools do who are setting up a new business. So, I think that that's an important part of we not we as a certifying board require that our physicians stay up to date with medical knowledge, but they also need now to stay up to date. With knowledge about how do you manage a system of care for your patients?
0: Would they find these things at their at their medical meetings, at the cardiology meeting, or the- yes,
1: exactly? And cardiology is a really good example. The American College of Cardiology actually has a registry of patients who have cardiac catheterization if they have heart disease, and they can actually help the cardiologist identify their denominator, that problem I was talking about earlier, if you're going to measure how you're doing, they can keep the records of patients who've had the kind of heart problems that require catheterization and then measure how quality of care is doing in your office compared to that. So that's a huge service offered by a medical specialty society. The Cancer Society is doing a similar kind of thing.
0: Well, thanks very much for taking the time to go uh, through this with us. It's been really interesting and, and really a lot, of, a lot of bright spots in an in a area where we sometimes see, uh, see only problems. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Christine Castle, president of the American Board of Internal Medicine, about the National Healthcare Scorecard. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. You've been listening to the Washington Health Report.
1: This is Reach MD the channel for medical professionals.